3: I am awake.
1: Welcome to Native roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, karigita, to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. And we discuss local and national native news and events. And as you know, native issues, Haley, are human issues, and human issues are native issues.
4: You're absolutely right, Dega. This portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition.
1: Yes, we'll have uh, Robert Lilligren on today, and uh, a Wendy. And Wendy's uh, flying home tonight. Uh, I guess she's been able to fly home through this all this pollution and stuff. So
4: yeah. we'll be
1: excited. I'll be excited to see her again, and. Um, you know haley while we're waiting for uh, robert to get on um as you all know out there we're on a different time here and so um it's uh, hard maybe to get acclimated to this and I, I know i talked to robert today and it'll be fun to talk to him today but we got some updates too uh of what's going on around turtle island and that would be you haley talk a little bit about the powwow and
4: the turtle island powwow well, the yes.
1: Two Spirit Powwow that's coming up that we were oh we were yeah yesterday yeah and we'll maybe talk For a sure. little bit about that
4: yeah we got our Two Spirit Powwow so that's going to be New Native Theaters presenting this this is going to be their second annual reclaiming our identities Two Spirit Powwow and that's going to be happening June 24th at South High School in Minneapolis uh, and that's 3131 19th Avenue is where that's at Minneapolis. Uh, That's going to be starting uh, from 10am and that's going to go to 8pm. So they're going to be out there all day. Um, There's going to be dances, drums, of course, and a bunch of vendors and really good time. So if you're in the area, definitely get out there and check that out.
1: Yeah, and we always want to remind our uh, allies out there that have maybe never been to a powwow. You are always welcome. Just be respectful, and in, uh, we've talked about this before uh, with pictures and things like that. I always ask if you can take pictures, but also, you know, um, powwows are for everyone. You know, it's 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 come come uh, celebrate our culture and watch these beautiful dancers and singers and Mm -hmm. uh just get uh, acclimated with uh, the Native American community in your community
4: yeah it's a great way to meet people and meet leaders you know or just meet artists and indigenous artists that you can support as well um yeah
1: yeah well you know I just talked to Robert and uh he's on his way uh Robert is the Native American Community Development Institute CEO, and man, uh, I was over at the Four Sisters today, and they oh, just got did. it going. They just got it going on over there, and uh, great weather, and the people that work with Robert are are just totally professional. He's got such a great crew there. Um, mm-hmm.
4: Did you see Destiny again, our
1: Ho yes. sister? Yes, that's right. Yeah. We saw Destiny, yep. and matter of fact, Destiny is. Uh, she runs the four uh, sisters uh, uh, market. Yeah, now. So that's her job. Yeah, I see her. And there was a she was handing out tickets and getting people signed up for the drawing. So it was pretty. It was pretty cool.
4: Mm-hmm. They had their raffle going on today too, as well. And that's every Thursday, right? That they have yep, the every four Thursday, sisters
1: every Thursday from eleven to two, which is a good time if you're want to get out, uh, for lunch or have a destination for lunch. That's on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis. Um, have, uh, about 12 vendors there where they're, uh, I know Dream of Wild Health is there and they're bringing in and, uh, their own basic, uh, food that they've grown mm. and are selling it. So, you know, whether it's vegetables and, uh, And, and, well, not so much fruit yet, but there's definitely vegetables. And Mm -hmm. uh, I I saw a couple other vendors that we work with. And speaking of vendors, too, I just want to let everybody and remind everyone, uh, you know, Native Roots Trading Post is out at Target Field and in Center Field. Mm -hmm. And just if you go to the Twins game, just go out by by, uh, entrance or exit 34, which is Kirby Puckett's old number. That's kind of in right center field, and there we're in the creative corner uh, where we're with two other uh BIPOC businesses in there, and we got wild rice, we got some earrings, uh, we got uh heck painting uh, there. The first one sold for over a thousand dollars, and now we have another one there. And uh, we have, if you can't afford the original painting, you can definitely uh, we have posters there of, of the painting and. Just to describe that, Haley, it's uh, kind of the right field, kind of a dreamy look, kind of pinkish-reddish look of uh, the ground-level right field, and there's a warrior on the horse, and then there's also uh, Jim Thorpe, kind of a ghostly uh, character over uh, on the right side of the painting. And Mm. then you have... uh, Hall of Famer Chief Bender, who's from up north and uh, an enrolled member, and I always say Red Lake, but it's not Red Lake. I got to look that up real quick. And so uh, they're overseeing it, and they're one's pitching, one's hitting, and it's a beautiful, beautiful painting. And uh, if you have a chance to, if you go to the Twins game and have a chance to go to uh, the creative corner in right center field by entrance or exit uh, thirty four. You'll be able to see see our uh, little show, little, uh, I don't know, it's not a pop-out, but it's a a little store there, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, so that's exciting. Hey, I see Robert, and, uh, you know, Robert, I'm just babbling like a a fool here. Um, (laughs) Nothing new. So, as
5: usual, Robert, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's right. (laughs)
1: uh, Hey, there's a. grass growing over here it's very sacred and uh, <laughs> you know, just telling stories well we were just talking about uh the four sisters uh, market today and uh, how cool yeah. it was and, and uh kind of a destined.
5: happening scene wasn't it, it was. yeah
1: great. and it always is and I I really I really feel like it's a place to to go and see people like uh representative DeLong was there and right uh, Ho-Chunk, representative
5: and, ho-chunk representative robert pilot yeah
1: and uh representative delong ran into a friend of her daughters who she hasn't seen in a long time that's ho-chunk that moved to minneapolis and and did not know she was there so it was like not a reunion but it was a great
5: surprise well, and yeah I kind of a reunion to- and and uh yeah there was just uh A lot of cool leadership there, a lot from the community, a lot of cute community people. It's just such a good place to be. So it goes Thursdays, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. through October 26th, right at our little building there where Powell Grounds is. And, uh, yeah, stop on down. It's a happening scene. Well,
1: and what I was saying too, is like, you just never know who's going to be there and run into somebody like Daniel ran into someone you hadn't seen in a wow. few years. That's moving back to the city and wanted to hang out with some other urban Indians.
5: Yeah. Yep. No, it's, it's, it's a happening spot. It's yeah. a place to be and and I love it. And it, yeah. So I'd really encourage people to stop down, you know, they can run to Powell grounds if they want Bob, Bob Rice, who the proprietor at Pablo Grounds is always selling fried bread tacos, fried bread pizzas. you know, He was packed today. I don't know if you went in inside.
1: I went in early to get uh, a taco, uh, nice. a fried bread taco. So, uh, I, And Daniel and I were uh, talking business, and that's when she ran into her young friend, uh, Ho-Chung Nice. Friend. So, nice. so and, we'll, and then, we, we got oh, uh, go a minute left here in the segment. We'll okay. let you settle, settle in a little bit. And then we got two more big se- segments with uh, Robert Lilligan, uh, Native American Community Development Institute uh, CEO, and uh, you got a well-oiled machine there, and uh, we're going to come right back, Robert. Uh, you're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake.
4: Stay with us.
1: <laughs> the cat liked it. Oh. Oh. <gasps>
0: On Saturday, June 17th, Metro Transit is making changes to transit service within your community. As they do each quarter, they review and analyze their resources and ridership trends. These service adjustments to routes continue Metro Transit's ongoing work to best serve customers throughout their system with their given resources. A summary of the upcoming service changes and a preview of the updated schedules are available now at metrotransit.org. That's metrotransit.org. Hey, this is Robert Pilot.
1: I taught in St. Paul Public Schools for over 25 years and I want you to join the team and make a difference in our children's future. Right now, St. Paul Public Schools is offering hiring and retention bonuses up to $10,000 for a variety of teaching and classroom support positions for the next school year. Grow in a supportive and fulfilling public school setting. Limited bonuses are available, so don't delay. Apply at spps.org slash careers.
6: and I'm listening to
1: native roots radio and we're back to native roots radio presents I'm awake and this is Robert pilot
4: this portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian women's sexual assault coalition
1: hey we're here with uh I almost said dr uh, Robert Lilligren losing <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. my mind here uh, we're here with Robert Lilligren, CEO of Native American Community Development Institute, which we like to call NACD. How did I do, Robert? Yeah, excellent, one in a row. Excellent.
5: One in yep, a row. I was improving. <laughs>
1: <laughs> cool. And uh, we're just talking uh, over what was happening at the Four Sisters here. I want to just shift gears with you, uh, Robert. And uh, the Republican Party is starting to uh, amass many <laughs> people running. We have. Uh, uh, Wendy and I talked about it because she's a former New Yorker and uh, uh, we got the New Jersey governor and we have Pence the next day showing up and uh, the only one that really seemed to uh, talk real was uh, the New Jersey uh, former governor and he uh, right and he uh, was in Trump's uh, cabinet for the in the beginning and really didn't say anything so. I don't know how to take any of that, but at least one person's outing him a little bit.
5: Uh, more are you seeing? Desantis from Florida starting to be highly critical. Actually, all of his opponents now now that it's a real race and and I think that's good, you know, in general for democracy because because ex President Trump has a record, right? And you can comment on that. He has a uh, a pulpit and you can comment on that and. I'm loving all this. I saw even some fairly obscure. I think the Montana governor was it. Yeah, and folks are jumping in the race, and and it almost to me, it feels like a strategy uh, to kind of dilute the 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 yeah. sort of power of Trump. You know, so I think that's kind of a good thing. And and who knows where this will end up? If Trump is in jail. I think it's going to be very hard for him to run for president. So being in second place is really a legitimate strategy.
1: Yeah, I I would think so, too. The pundits are saying weird stuff like, oh, now he's got, uh, uh, like he did originally, um, all these uh, other candidates that he can demoralized talked down to and um really you know go after one or go after them all i i'm still in shock robert because i kept on telling wendy oh he's not going to win another uh <laughs> he's not going to win another primary and boom he won again right. and i was just like oh my god what's going on right here?
5: well and even the first time around you know it was very shocking that he won and you know for me a minor conspiracy theorist but you have to acknowledge that he actually won with foreign interference yes right? so if there was an illegitimate election in the last decade that was the illegitimate one and so so i was shocked on election night and what was it 2016 it seems long ago right but uh but with the result and and in retrospect it wasn't really an authentic and legitimate uh win but it really disrupted our democracy. And I think that was the point mm-hmm. that he was into, to disrupt democracy. Many, of, uh, uh, Putin in Russians, uh, most bo- vocal sort of opponents have had their democracies interrupted England with Brexit. Oh, if you're looking for a sort of a world domination strategy. It's been an incredible one out of Russia.
1: Wow. You're right. And, uh, I think about uh, you know because we're a little older, Robert. I think about uh, Reagan uh, getting a deal mm-hmm. with uh, the Iranians and kind of throwing off Jimmy Carter, and they had it supposedly all set up Carter's administration to get the get the fifty two um, hostages out of Iran, and Reagan stopped it in the back rooms. I mean these are these are both two things that are basically treason. You're talking to Iran. You're talking to Russia. I mean, basically,
5: yep. uh, right. And that's a strong word, right? Treason is an ugly word, and if there is treason in the environment or in the in the ecosystem, then we need to call it that and pursue mm. that. And I felt I have felt since January sixth mm. that uh, that we've been on a slow roll towards treason and charges of treason in a number of. Areas, and that's a really severe crime yeah. in this country. And But if, if it's treason, it's treason. And we right. should prosecute it as such.
1: Well, and it doesn't matter uh, who, it shouldn't matter who it is, whether it's Ronald Reagan, Richard Nixon with the bombing of Cambodia, right. all, these, all these deals that are going on in the background that are, and, and Reagan and, I mean, uh, Trump dealing with the Russians and, of course, January 6th. Um, right. I, I just don't think the press does that. But, I mean, uh, if you're in the military and do anything close to that, you are in prison for a long time without even a blink of thinking about should we convict this person.
5: Right. I agree. And and even back when, I mean, it was so shocking to watch that on TV on January 6th, right? We, hmm. had, we had never seen anything like that. Certainly yeah. not on TV. And. You know, people were like, why aren't they arresting them, prosecuting them? And it's like these wheels of justice kind of roll slowly. And I don't think, you know, the Department of Justice or anyone is going to rush into sort of treasonous charges. And so I respected kind of the time that's been taken and that these cases are airtight by the time they get into court. These folks are going to jail uh, as they should. Well, and and Robert, Robert, they're they're hiding so well, it amazes me how well they're hiding.
1: Well, Robert, too, we got over a thousand convictions of people that were doing selfies. There was just somebody that came out. I just heard this guy that was an actor that was in a bunch of movies that was there in the interaction that were, uh, you know, insurrection. And I mean, they're arresting these people, but the the head uh, rabble rousers are still laughing
5: it off. Some are, some are, some are <laughs> going to jail, and that's good to see. And, uh, and I just read this thing today that one of my favorite slow motion train wrecks that I can't look uh, away from is Congressman Santos in, in New York. And, you know, this hideous liar is, you know, pathological. It's just, yeah, it's just incredible. But his attorney, his lead attorney, uh, and all these, she's facing like 13 felony charges right now or 13 federal charges. And his lead attorney was inside Capitol Grounds on January 6th. And so it's like, like, yuck. It's like how enmeshed all of this corruption is and how gullible some voters can be that they continue to support this. And of course, Santos is running for re-election, which blows my mind completely, but and defending his you know position but yeah that just came out i think today and it's these online sleuths who are finding the identity of these people
1: that's right and uh even back to uh the tiki boys i do you remember with a uh, tiki tiki they had their little tiki fires and that was after oh uh,
5: right the tiki churches <laughs>
1: but those people like were outed because they were all on camera and doing selfies too and uh, get losing their jobs uh uh, you know just a little nazis running around with tiki torches right. and
5: i mean and... self-described nazis right <laughs> I mean, it's like we're hurling insults at them or anything and they were proud of it and people died at that demonstration you know or someone mm-hmm. you know but that whole tiki yep. torch thing was so so goofy and and so we'll see you know the impacts of social media on democracy it's kind of profound and and we'll kind of see what what wins or at least in the next sort of generation of elections and things but but for me i feel like the more exposed all of this icky underbelly dark side stuff is the better Mm -hmm. back when i was more active in politics we you know we always say sunlight is the best disinfectant Mm -hmm. so let's Mm -hmm. just bring some sunlight into this you know
1: i i was in total denial and i guess i don't want to talk too much more about this but i was just thinking robert that uh i was seeing posts of caravans going to washington dc on uh the fifth and the fourth and i'm going uh they're not going to have that many people down there and oh my god they have a, a bunch
5: right but really i mean it was a bunch and it's shocking and it was just enough to disrupt and distract Right. It Mm -hmm. wasn't enough to accomplish their mission, which was to decertify the election and or at least disrupt the business of Congress long enough that states could go. Certain states could go into turmoil. And, you know, they failed. They completely failed on that. It wasn't enough people. and, And that's a good thing. But it's also hard to see this sense that we're create, towards some sort of civil disruption civil war uh right. war of political ideologies that's so geographically dispersed but it's not numerically dispersed right we know where the majority of americans are we know right. what they're thinking you know i love the statistic that when um vice president kamala harris votes in congress or in the senate uh you know, she breaks ties as a president of the Senate. She is voting for something like 60 million more Americans than a Republican would be, and so you know, elections are a numbers game. Democracy is very much based on those numbers, and so it means people have to get their butts into the voting booths. Right. To make sure who's making the decisions here.
1: Absolutely, and stay informed too. I think. You know we're kind of uh political junkies robert you and i but i don't <laughs> think a lot of people know uh the things that are going on and uh how far history is being um turned into a, a bad bad horror story so hey i'm here with robert Lilligren, a native american community development institute ceo and we're just having a conversation we probably should switch the subject there because we were a little downer there on that but uh, right. you know we <laughs> talk
5: about pride or something pride it's pride month
1: that's do it that's do it hey this is Native Brits radio and we'll be right back after this short break please stay with us when it comes to mental health making connections with others can be a way forward How do you reach out when you need someone? What do you do to support those who struggle? Connections can bring comfort, hope, and joy. Find ways that work for yourself and others like sending a text, sharing a moment, offering a hug, seeing an old friend, creating space to listen. Visit CmentalHealth.org. That's CmentalHealth.org. CmentalHealth.org.
4: Minnesota has made history by becoming the 12th state to pass paid family and medical leave into law. Starting on January 1st, 2026, you can take up to 12 weeks of paid leave when welcoming a new family member facing a health challenge or caring for a loved one. No longer will you have to choose between your job and your health or family. Join us in extending a heartfelt thank you to our legislators for their unwavering commitment to Minnesota families.
0: Paid for by Isaiah. Visit IsaiahMN.org to learn more.
4: Minnesotans age
2: 65 plus might qualify for Health Partners' Minnesota Senior Health Options. The plan includes personal support, coverage for medical prescription drugs and dental, plus over 30 extra benefits. Eligibility information is available at healthpartners.com slash one plan. Health Partners is a health plan that contracts with both Medicare and the Minnesota Medical Assistance Medicaid program to provide benefits of both programs to enrollees. Enrollment in Health Partners depends on contract renewal Life is a journey, and the Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas will help you get where you want to go. Located in downtown Minneapolis, this affordable two-year college provides free textbooks, a laptop, meals, career coaches, and a Metro Transit pass, making DFC the perfect pathway to a bachelor's degree. Turn your dreams into reality at Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas. Apply today at dfc.stthomas.edu.
0: On Saturday, June 17th, Metro Transit is making changes to transit service within your community. As they do each quarter, they review and analyze their resources and ridership trends. These service adjustments to routes continue Metro Transit's ongoing work to best serve customers throughout their system with their given resources. A summary of the upcoming service changes and a preview of the updated schedules are available now at metrotransit.org. That's metrotransit.org. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for partly cloudy skies tonight with a low around 60, Friday sunny with a high near 83, and Saturday chance for thunderstorms with a high around 81. Crooner's Supper Club invites you to check out the stylish Maggie's Lounge before or after your show. With a welcoming atmosphere, it's the perfect place to catch up with friends before or after a show. Open Wednesdays through Saturdays beginning at 4.30. Stop by for cocktails and light bites. More at croonersloungemn.com.
1: Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot.
4: This portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Development Institute in Minneapolis.
1: Yes, they are. Hey, we're here with Robert Lilligren and the CEO of the Native American Community Development Institute here in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis and uh, then the corridor of uh, Franklin Avenue. And uh, what a, you know... Robert, there's people from all over the country here for, uh, out in Shakopee and, uh, right.
5: people,
1: people were rolling into the powwow grounds that were at, at the, at the, uh, the gathering. And, um, they were just really impressed with what's happening here and, and how, how, uh, we have a corridor and that we have, uh, people coming in natives and, in the four season thing. And, uh, so I, right. you've seen this grow over the years. You must be really proud about uh, people coming in and just being really amazed by what work is being done.
5: You know, it's so cool. And so you're talking about the NCAI, right, the National Congress yep. of American Indian Conference, and there were a ton of people that came down to Four Sisters, went to Powell Grounds, the coffee shop. A lot went through the gallery, with the incredible exhibit we have going on there. We had some youth groups that came out to tour the gallery specifically. I think we had three or four gallery tours today, which was just just super cool. And 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 it is. I mean, and I thank you for saying that, Robert. And you know, there's we have this American Indian Cultural Corridor, very identifiable American Indian geography here within the city of Minneapolis. That's really important to our Native community, and and I really love the work that NACTE has done in taking a, a people and community capacity approach to building up the American Indian Cultural Corridor, rather than just building a bunch of buildings, right, and saying, okay, here, here, this is the cultural corridor. Instead, we're claiming it from the ground up, and mm-hmm. and there's been so many high water marks, especially in the last few years. Uh, around our progress and i I felt today was one of them i gotta tell you the coolest story Mm -hmm. uh so we had these um southwest relatives from albuquerque new mexico who toured the gallery today and they are from an organization kind of like NACTI, but in albuquerque and two of their group needed to be on their board meeting at a certain time and so they asked if they could use our uh conference room And you know how tight our office space is we're like sure yeah. we're good relatives come on in and so throughout the part of the afternoon these two folks were sitting in in their board meeting you know online and stuff and i just thought this is so cool this yeah. is you know this is it this is it working
1: yeah exactly and i really uh, you know we talk a little bit about this but you know people talk about the res and all that I'm really proud to be in this community of urban Indians. And we talked, Danielle and I were kind of talking about that. Uh, it's yeah. so unique here in the twin cities, things have happened either because, or, you know, we were talking about American Indian movement or did it start because there was a lot of urban Indians that could start it, you know, it, right. it's, uh, so it, it, it's just a good place to be. And we know people in the community. And uh, I don't know, I, I, I always have a good time Thursday. It reminds me of a lot of good good things that's yeah, happened
5: here. I'm so glad. It's always good to see, uh, you know, there's always that urban reservation dynamic, and that's just part of life in the mm-hmm. Indian community, right? And, and, you know, my vision and approach has always been working together. We're stronger to serve our people, our people from our nations, but also our people more broadly. And as you know, in this urban community, we have dozens, scores of different nations represented mm-hmm. in the population. And so so how do we balance that? And, and I think we've made really good progress in the last years, but, yeah. but, uh, but places like the, um, uh, the Forces Just Farmers Market are places mm-hmm. where we come together and have those conversations. Right. Gonna, exactly. Uh,
1: and the Indian Center is being worked on, and that's all. Oh, ah, doesn't it look
5: great? It's uh, moving pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be the big goal is to open it on um, May first, which is American Indian Kickoff Month in Minnesota and Minneapolis. So May first, <coughs> excuse me, 2024.
1: Wow, that's exciting! So, hey, before exciting. You, before you jumped on, uh, Haley and I were talking about the the powwow that's coming up by the new native theater uh the the uh two-spirit powwow yeah. but also uh you mentioned uh, before the break too how we're celebrating this month
5: right so you're talking about the two-spirit powwow on june 24th right mm-hmm. 12 to 7 p.m at south high here in minneapolis it's just thrilling i just responded to the facebook invitation a little earlier today but just overall you know kind of the two-spirit awareness the reclaiming of two-spirit people and Mm -hmm. sort of replacing two-spirit people's um uh position in our cultures after the interruption of colonization and it's just been so rewarding to see as a true spirit person and then i don't know if you can see this behind me but this a photo as the, oh, yeah. the bridge replacement 35w bridge right lit for pride the first time and that happened while i was on city council and the bridge the bridge collapsed while i was on minneapolis city council and replaced it and and i knew these lights were an amenity but mm-hmm. uh and i had a friend that lived close by there and he said hey can those be lit for pride colors and so i asked in the the answer was, yes, they can. But the answer I got from the then Republican Governor Palenty administration was they would never approve that. <laughs> mean not. And so elections happen. Mark <laughs> Dayton was elected our governor. Um, and we approached him again. We crafted a policy for local communities to request these lights to be lit. And this was the first mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. So it was one of my things. I said, if we're going to work on this, I wanted to do the first. And so my city council office worked on the light configuration, the peer coloring, the timing of it, and stuff. So my point being, you know, this is just a representation of how um, elections matter, and a mm-hmm. place at the table matters. And so whether it's native issues to spirit issues, you know, this is. It's just becoming clearer to me in my elder years getting to that table matters yeah no
1: doubt and you just jarred my memory on how much of a a supporter uh Dayton was uh to Mm -hmm. Native Americans
5: all right former, former governor Right. So, yeah, Mark Dayton, and he's, he sort of kicked off this era of Democratic governors here. And we were parts of groups, so you know, and at the time we didn't think he was being as responsive as he could be. Remember, he was a big hunter's rights guy. Mm-hmm. For one thing, he was kind of supportive of pipeline projects. and mm-hmm. But at least we had the access to get to the table to remonstrate with them, say, we're not agreeing with you. And I think it really set the table for the Waltz Flanagan administration here which of course has um, our first ever native Lieutenant Governor, Peggy Flanagan, my wider sister, and uh, and the highest ranking executive in, in government in the country.
1: You know, talking to people, uh, well, even just in Wisconsin, but uh, all across Turtle Island, uh, the governor of Minnesota spoke today um, in, in Shakopee and I was not there. I did not know he was going to speak, but I, I had a few things I had to take care of, and of course, come to come to uh, the market. Um, he got a standing ovation, and okay. I got Texas people saying, "You are lucky to have this governor," and uh, cool. that 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 blew my mind too.
5: Oh, so, I think we're super sorry. lucky, and. I think he's being really smart and strategic, right? He's showing what unified democratic democratic government can do in a state. And we're seeing these states kind of crashing and burning huh. with this total Republican control. So now mm-hmm. here's a different example, right? We can lift this up. We can show people in the 2024 um, presidential elections, this is what people-centered government can accomplish. And they really accomplished amazing things. I know. I mean, just amazing.
1: It was mentioned not everything passed, and maybe it was you that said that last week. But a majority of things did, and we—and that's the thing we need to hang our hat on. You know, is the things that passed.
5: A lot of good things passed. I mean, especially we were talking about uh, capital projects with the native Mm -hmm. community, and so we didn't get everything. But for me, that's you know the sort of governance, government, politics. It's not this vote. It's not this session. I mean it is in some ways but it's making sure that we're strategically setting ourselves up for the next vote for the right. next session. And that means giving a little sometimes and that doesn't mm-hmm. always feel good but I'm a long game player. I'm a strategic guy when it comes to to government and to to legislation.
1: Well, and you remember, too, the missing and murdered indigenous uh, yeah. relatives uh, did not pass the first time. It was an ominous right. bill. I don't think and it passed now, the
5: first or the second, actually, but yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I think you're right. But, but it uh, passed. And, and it passed uh,
5: on both sides uh, supporting it. Right. So that, right. So that, that yeah.
1: happened.
5: So that's how you build power, right? So, So it's not instantaneous. It wasn't instantaneous to cause all the damage that government could cause and so it's not gonna be instantaneous to heal it but it can be healed
1: cool well we got a couple minutes left i i I, you know uh wendy's coming home tonight even though new york is uh totally uh you know covered with soot and smoke and uh, from the canada i guess the planes are flying more on time but uh, she always likes me to say Ask Robert what he wants to talk about. So I'm going to yeah. give you the platform here for the next two
5: minutes. And you know, you we we got so much through so much, but I will bring up another thing about the importance of representation, the importance of being at the table. And uh, just over the last few days, I got recommended and then invited to be part of a a panel called the 22nd Century. I think it's called. It's a conference coming up here in Minneapolis, and they wanted to talk about some of the stuff that we've done here to advance the Native community's causes. And one of the things they want to focus on is the Memo of Understanding and the MOU with the City of Minneapolis and MUD leadership, Metropolitan Urban Indian Directors leadership. And it's this groundbreaking uh, document that's been updated and refreshed over the years that frames and describes how the local Native community organizational leadership, at least, wants to be engaged by the City of Minneapolis. And, and it is groundbreaking. It was that initiative of my first term on the Minneapolis City Council, generated from the community, from the Metropolitan Urban Indian Directors. But it's just another really good example of what we could do when we had a place at the table.
1: Yeah. Wow. And all the great work and, uh, that you've done. I appreciate you, Robert. Appreciate you being on the show, really, and uh, speaking these good words about our community and what's going on and just our little chats, too, about what's happening nationally. I really enjoy it. All right. Hey, that was Robert Lilligren. Up next, Wendy uh, talking about uh, what uh, Fun Facts Thursday now. Hey, uh, we'll be right back after this short break. Thanks again, Robert. We'll be back. When it comes to mental health, connections with others can be a way forward. How do you reach out when you need someone? What do you do to support those who struggle? Whether you're struggling or know someone who struggles, see connections as comfort, hope and joy like sending a text, sharing a moment, offering a hug, seeing an old friend, seeing your grandma. Together we can find ways to create a path forward. Visit cmentalhealth.org. Visit cmentalhealth.org.
4: Minnesota has made history by becoming the 12th state to pass paid family and medical leave into law. Starting on January 1st, 2026, you can take up to 12 weeks of paid leave when welcoming a new family member facing a health challenge or caring for a loved one. No longer will you have to choose between your job and your health or family. Join us in extending a heartfelt thank you to our legislators for their unwavering commitment to Minnesota families.
0: Paid for by Isaiah. Visit IsaiahMN.org to learn more. j
4: Bean Factory is a
3: native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on site from the best coffee growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff.
1: hey welcome back to native roots radio presents i'm awake and i'm your host robert pilot
4: this portion of the show is supported by howling for wolves protecting wolves for future generations
1: (laughs) it's a cat just howled (laughs) (laughs) hey we're we're here with uh our, our sacred animal portion of the show which we've been doing for seven years and wendy's been leading the way talking about our our relatives with ears, hooves, tails, fins, and we're always excited. We uh, we have asked Wendy to come on tonight. She's coming home, um, big pollution in New York, and she's going to be able to come home to, to Minnesota, and we're really happy about that. We've asked her to come on and do a pre-record here for our sacred animal section and uh, kind of jump into a fun fact uh, pre-Friday.
6: Yes, exactly, Robert. Hey, everybody. My name is Hana Jihihani, and that means CARES to them. I was given that name by my Dega Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hana Jinga, which means Walks on White Clouds. I'm a Humane Policy Volunteer Leader for the Humane Society of the United States, and I work on animal issues at the local and state level, and it's always my pleasure to do that. And, yes, we will have a free thursday fun fact Thursday today. I'm reading <laughs> from... The hashtag fact site, science, nature, and animals. Um, We have 300 random animal facts by Luke Ward. And I started this uh, quite a few weeks ago. And we're starting from number 300 and we're working our way up to number one. But here's another one, Robert. You're going to be shocked about this. You Uh too, Haley. (laughs) Blue whales have large enough aortas, The main... Uh, blood vessel for a human to crawl through (laughs) wow isn't that crazy yeah and blue whales uh, happen to be the largest animal in the world
1: not just mammal but animal right
6: animal yeah that's right i think maybe it is a mammal but yeah mammal the largest mammal in the world Wow! yeah blue whale yep giraffe heart pump twice as hard as a cow's to get blood to its brain. <laughs> I would imagine that, right? Because they have that long, long neck. So their heart really has to pump yeah. to that uh, blood up to their brain. Wow, I never even thought about that.
1: That is crazy. That's yeah. a long way. It's a story up. I know. Yeah.
6: Penguins can jump six feet out of the water. Swimming around, what? they can jump six feet. Feet. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty good.
1: They can dance too, I hear. No, that's a, that's a movie. Never
6: mind. <laughs> the, the Happy, happy Feet. <laughs> happy Feet. That's right. <laughs> I love that cute little movie. That's uh, from quite a few years ago, but I remember uh, watching that movie. Bumblebees have hair on their eyes. Wow. Oh, that huh. must be pretty uncomfortable. How do they
1: shave, Wendy? Oh, wow. <laughs>
6: Tuna fish can swim 40 miles in a single day. Oh, yeah. I believe
1: that. They look kind of big and muscular kind of, yeah. Yeah.
6: Cats, another cat fact here. Cats can hear ultrasound. Huh. Mm-hmm. Here's a turkey fact. Turkeys have a poor sense of smell, but an excellent sense of taste. Yeah, so they would say, you know, I I like grapes or I don't like this or that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mhm. Goats, goats do not have teeth in their upper front jaw. They don't. Yeah. Weird. Uh, goats do not have teeth in their upper front jaw.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
6: Baby whales grow to a third of their mother's length in the womb. Wow. That's big.
1: Yeah, it is.
6: And elephants don't drink through their trunks like a straw. Like a lot of people think that elephants drink through their, you know, their nose like a straw, but they don't.
5: <laughs> That's
6: true. They might suck That's it true. up. They might they might suck it up, but then they spray it in their mouth. That's how I think it works but I'm not exactly sure. Maybe somebody could look that up. The breeding (laughs) age for a male goat is between eight and 10 months. Wow. We get started early. That's very young. (laughs) It is. Uh, French poodles did not originate in France. They came from Germany.
4: Yeah.
1: Those Europeans, they all co-mingled back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't it the king and queen of England weren't they really Germans from way back?
6: <laughs> I don't know
1: Just say yes
6: okay yeah the crown absolutely definitely When a male tiger and a female lion mate, they have a tiger <laughs> when a male when a male lion and a female tiger mate, they have a a, a liger. I'm gonna repeat that. It's a little confusing. <laughs> a male tiger. When a male tiger and a female lion mate, they have a tigon. And when a male lion and a female tiger mate, they have a linger. Okay. I didn't know anything about that. I,
1: I think you're mm-hmm. making stuff up now.
6: I think I am too. The <laughs> okay. so main, maynad, m-a-y a n s. The Maynads and Aztecs symbolized every tenth day with the dog, and those born under this, this sign were believed to have outstanding leaders leadership skills.
1: Did you mean the Mayans? The, Was that the Mayans? Mayans?
6: Yeah, is it the Mayan and Aztecs yeah. symbolized every tenth day? Tenth day with the dog, and those born under this sign were believed to have outstanding leadership skills. Well, I know the Chinese calendar. I was born under the year of
1: the rat. So, (laughs) I think I'm the ox, the year of the ox. I don't Uh know something Chinese calendar. Something uncool like the ox. I don't know. Uh The rat's kind of the rat's kind of cool.
6: I think the rat is very cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> next next tattoo, Wendy. <laughs> That's
6: Ratatouille. Right. Ratatouille. That's you got
1: it. Right on.
6: Flamingos are pink. You know why? Why? Do you have any idea why flamingos are pink?
1: Well, some sort of pigment, but because they're mm-hmm. albino? I don't know.
6: Yeah, flamingos are pink because shrimp is one of their main sources of food.
1: So they eat the shrimp and then it come, comes out pink on their feathers? Like, is that what, that's, what's happening?
6: That's, well, according to this fun fact, that's <laughs> exactly right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. okay. That, that, listen, this is, this is a funny one. Back in 1924, a monkey was convicted in South Bend, ...of the crime of smoking a cigarette and sentenced to pay $25 fine.
2: What? Yeah. A monkey
6: in 1924 was convicted in South Bend of the crime of smoking a cigarette and sentenced to pay a $25 fine.
1: South Bend, Indiana? Is...
6: I don't know. It's what the... South Bend. I don't know. Wow. mm mm-hmm. wow. Okay, so... We were talking about a bowl and a mole at one point. Maybe that's on tomorrow's <laughs> <kind of> contract. <laughs> a mole, a mole, a mole can dig a tunnel 300 feet long in just one night.
1: Whoa. That's pretty
6: long. Yeah, just one night. Wow. That's crazy.
1: Wow. Give us one more one. Yeah.
6: When... Okay. After eating, a horsefly regurgitates <laughs> its food and then eats it again. <laughs> That's gross. That man. is so oh, nasty. Here's really quick. <laughs> there are almost 60 million dogs in the United States. Please stay a new to your pet and adopt, that not shop.
1: Right yes. on. Easy. Good way uh, to end it. Hey, if you're listening to the show, you're part of the resistance. Peeny Gigi, Wendy, for the fun facts mm-hmm. and all you do uh, for. Being on the show for the last seven years. We're still here. We are the seventh generation.
6: Free Leonard.
4: Now.
1: See you tomorrow.